The Adventure Jogger, a podcast about trail and ultra running. Meet fascinating runners from the front, middle, and back of the pack, sharing inspiring and funny stories about life and running. Running should be fun, and so should running podcasts. I'm your host, Ryan Pluckelman, and this is The Adventure Jogger. By the way, a lot of you have asked, hey, uh, what's the deal with uh, crew episodes? Haven't heard a crew episode in a while, and, and kind of here's, here's the deal with that. Um, when we started the Adventure Jogger in the beginning of the pandemic, which was a month, was a year ago, believe it or not, there the, the caseload there's just wasn't a whole lot going on here, uh, pandemic wise, and so you know having people all in the same room together and talking and all that stuff was was pretty easy. But here we are now, and the numbers are up, and because of some health issues and stuff like that. We have not had any crew episodes for a while. We are going to have them soon. Um, actually, I'm in the process of moving right now. So once I get that all settled and we get over Stafford's house, um, we will have more crew episodes for you. So hang in there if you're a big fan of crew episodes. But on this episode, uh, the, the guests that I have for you, we are either going to finish this interview as trail besties or we're going to end up suing each other. Because on Instagram... He's the adventure jogger, not the underscore adventure underscore jogger. That's us. It's Tobias Daniel, and he is my guest on the adventure jogger. Welcome, Tobias. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. So I remember uh, seeing you on, on Instagram, and I'm like, okay, whoa, oh, oh, oh. you're the reason, Tobias, that I couldn't just be the adventure jogger. I had to be the, the the underscore adventure underscore jogger. You got this before I did, didn't you? I did, but it's because of uh, your former podcast that, you know, you had said something about we're all just adventure jogger. And I was like, hey, uh, that's pretty good. So I changed my Instagram name to adventure jogger. And I didn't think anything of it until, you know, you come out with the new podcast. And I was like, oh. That that might be a problem for him, I guess. I didn't think nothing of it though. But <laughs> have you have you gotten tagged or anything with people trying to to get the podcast's attention? And then you're like, "What the hell are uh, yeah, you talking yeah, about?" I, I get some notification. I was like, "Who's tagging me or something?" And I'd look and I'd uh, be like, I, "I'm pretty sure they're trying to tag the podcast because I was like, I don't know any of these people, or why would they would know me? You know." <laughs> so. <laughs> just, just know if you've tried to get a hold of the podcast, um, you may have gotten hold of Tobias instead. So you may have caused Tobias to go like, what? what? What's going on here? But I take it, Tobias, because I've looked at your at your photos on Instagram, that you are, in fact, a runner. Yes, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a trail ultra runner, you know. So, yeah. Where do you call home, Tobias? I live in Linden, Texas. Oh, fantastic. We can talk about some Texas yeah. trail running. That's that's pretty awesome. That's it. Okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah, and we uh got a little got a little freak snowstorm this week, so it was kind of interesting. So Yeah, because yeah. when we're recording this, we're a couple weeks behind release to record. So you may be listening to this going right. like, what, like, come on guys, this is old news. But how are you <laughs> handling that massive ice storm that hit Texas this past week? Uh, luckily, where I'm at, we, we we got more snow than we actually had ice, so it wasn't as bad. But uh, we, I mean, we got a total probably twenty inches of snow, and 
I haven't seen this much snow since probably 1983. I was about three years old is the last time I've seen this much snow. So nobody around here is really used to it. So it, it kind of uh, made a little mess of everything, but it, it's going away now and getting a little bit better. But luckily we didn't, we didn't have any problems with no power or no water or anything like that. 20 inches of snow in Texas. 1983 yes, was the last was it, so so 83 was the last time that you actually saw snow where you're at and then all these uh, years well, I mean, we, we've had we've had a little bit but nothing like this i mean you know like a day or two of it and it melts away and no problems like that you know but that much snow at one time yeah we haven't seen it in a long time and i'm sure too that you don't have the plows that they have up north and you probably had you know, a lot to, of you have just dig through they your use a, garage. A lot, a lot of road graders and stuff like that they use. So, <laughs> for you personally, you probably had to dig through the garage and go like, "Oh crap! Where's that shovel? Where's the snow shovel?" Yeah, yeah, just a regular old plain old shovel, not a snow shovel. <laughs> and try try to shovel a driveway with a standard shovel when there's that much snow on it can can be can be a hell of a good time. Uh, but Tobias, we're not a snow shovel podcast. We're a running <laughs> podcast. What is what's kind of your running story? And I, I say this every time we do an interview. You know, people come to the sport in a, in a myriad of, of of reasons, right? Everybody has their own reason for you know either wanting to conquer addiction or, or get in shape. But everybody kind of right. comes to the sport in their own way. What brought Tobias Daniel to the worlds of trail and ultra running? Uh, well, it's just the plan I needed to lose some weight. So, uh, my wife had been a runner for a while and I started going to the gym and I was like, well, I'll try to run. And, you know, I just gradually started running, got up to about a 5k distance and did that forever. And I was like, I'll run a 5k and I'll be good with it. And then, you know, it just kind of gradually went on and went on. And I eventually started running on trails and I liked that. So I did that for a little while, you know, did a couple little half marathons on the trails and eventually did my first ultra. And after that, it was downhill, I guess you could say. Yeah. <laughs> it's all downhill from there. Um, how did you find out about ultras? Cause you know, a lot of runners will go their entire running career with having no idea that people run past 26.2 miles. Oh, that's, that's the same with me. Uh, um, I didn't really realize people ran that far on trails. Buddy mom told me about people running hundred miles and I, you know, couldn't believe it. I finally looked it up and then, um, just did some research and I couldn't believe it, you know? And then, um, that's where I found trail racing over Texas. You know, mm-hmm. that my first one, I ran with them and, uh, they were the closest one to me. So I followed them for a while and then, um, they eventually put one on about an hour and a half away from me. So that was the first one I did. And, uh, man, after that, it was just nonstop. What was the race? What was the first one that you did? Uh, they put one on in Tyler, Texas. It's called uh, Running the Rose. It's uh, you can anywhere from I think a seven miler up to a hundred and eight k. They do mm-hmm. at that certain race. But uh, I did the fifty four k that first time, and yeah, it was rough. There's a little more than I thought I was going to be doing. But. <laughs> what was what was your longest uh, race up until you did the fifty five k? I did my my second road marathon in December, the first of December before I did that one. That was in January, so I did I did a couple of marathons before that, but that was about it. I'm always curious about people's expectations for their first race, and I I know for me I had a lot of notions about what the race would be like, 
and they were all wrong. I was I was completely, you know, I was like, okay, I was expecting this and, and it totally didn't happen. Was your expectation for that race match with reality or was it like, oh crap, what did I get myself into? Uh, yeah, it was more of the, oh crap, what did I get myself into? Because uh, you go into it knowing it's going to be a long distance, but you have no idea until you start doing it. Like I say, I, I did that my last road marathon in December and you know, I kind of slacked off of running and next time I'm like, Oh crap, I got this 54 K to do. So, you know, I go out there and run it and I probably wasn't as prepared as I should have been. So that made it a little bit worse, but, uh, I finished it and I had a great time. I couldn't pick my foot up to step on a curb after that, but, uh, <laughs> I, I got it done. <laughs> it always, it always takes that, like there's that, that when you're doing the race and it doesn't go your way and you're like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever done. I will never do this again. Uh, I'm going to stick to half marathons and I'll stick to the occasional marathon. How long after your first ultra did you find yourself uh, fantasizing on ultra sign up? Uh, I did a 52 miler in May of that year, a couple months after that first one. So it wasn't too long after that. Nice. But you know, during the middle of every one of them, I'm like, why am I doing this? I'm not signing up for another one. And it's every single time. So, <laughs> but, uh, how many years ago was that first one? Uh, January of 2018. So it's been just about going on three years, I guess that I've been running them. That's pretty damn cool. And, uh, yeah, I, I like it. Uh, like I said, when I first started running, I was like, I'll do one marathon a year and I'm good. And then I started doing, I did that first ultra and I think I did four ultras that year. I think it's easier on the body. And, uh, I've talked to a lot of people about yeah, ultra yeah. running being easier on the body because it's trails and there's a lot of walk breaks. You know, we, we, we call it power hiking because we don't want to let anyone know that we're weak. Um, <laughs> let's be honest, it's just walking and we do that. It breaks things up a little bit. So I really like I'll I can run a, a 50K and feel way better the next day than if I had run a road marathon. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Trails. I, I, when I started doing I fell in love with it and I'd rather be out on the trails than, you know, running a road race or anything like that. So, I mean, I still, I do training on the road cause it's convenient, but, uh, but as far as races, they're, they're mainly just trail and ultra runs. So you're in, what, what part of the state of Texas are you in Tobias? We are in Northeast. We're right up in the corner. Like we can be in Louisiana or Arkansas within, I'd say 25 miles, maybe. Is it called Texarkana? It's, it's, we're right in the corner. Is yeah, that, the architects were right at we're we're about forty five minutes south of Texarkana. Okay, okay, so so that's yeah. kind of so it's a very like cl- climate wise because I think a lot of people think of Texas, they think of Houston, they think of Dallas. What right. th- your climate's probably very similar to Southern Arkansas, um, Northern Louisiana. It, it, it's it's a mix. In Texas, where we you know we stay summertime, it's ninety to one hundred degrees, but it's not it's not quite like down towards Houston, which I do a lot of places down there and it's, it's usually a little warmer down that way, but up our way, it just depends. It's, it's usually warm for the most part of the year. This year it got pretty cold. Like you say, with all the snow and everything, but, but normally it, it could be 70 degrees in January. So. Wow. That probably forced you to, uh, to wear a lot of clothes all at once when you had to go out for training runs. Cause you don't have the cold weather gear that your friends maybe up North would have. So you're like, Oh crap, I've got to wear every piece of running gear I have to stay warm. Right. Right. Man, I'd rather just wear shorts and a shirt, but when it's like that, yeah, I'll, I'll dig out what I have in the drawer and put it on and 
it. I don't like it, but I do it because <laughs> it, it gets it got a little bit cold this year. What's the trail running scene in Texas like, Tobias? Because I'll confess my ignorance. I, I know trail, uh, Trails Over Texas. I, I, I've, I've heard of that organization. I've heard of right. of, of the Rocky Raccoon um, 100 miler. I've heard about that race. Right. But, but as far as that's concerned, that's about the extent of my knowledge of the trail running scene in Texas. Kind of fill in the blanks for me, if you can, a little bit. All right. Well, most of my races since I started were with Trail Racing Over Texas. Mm-hmm. You know, I found that community and and they put on awesome races. The racing uh, race director, uh, Rob, and his wife, Rachel, they do an awesome job. Uh, they, they, their races, you, they run anywhere from, you can run a 5K up to, it depends on if they run a 100-miler. They did have a 200-miler, but not anymore. But mm-hmm. um, they just did one. They, they ran across Texas from Austin to Houston and circled back. It was a 600K, and a couple of people did that. That's a lot of road running, though, but. <laughs> I don't know about doing anything like that, but, uh, but yeah, the, uh, their, their races are awesome. I, I've done a couple races with other race, race directors and, but, uh, most of them are with trail racing up in Texas. It's awesome. The community is awesome. It's just, it's, it's a great time. So if you ever come to Texas, you definitely need to check one out. They, they put one on pretty much all year, except for like June, July during the summer months. Terrain wise. Again, I, I'm, I'm going to confess ignorance on terrain because when I think of Texas, I think of like like Waco. You know, like it's very flat. There's not a whole lot of of elevation change. Um, but but kind of that that's that's just my ignorance, terrain wise. Yeah, most uh, like I say, we're not as flat as like Waco would be. We got a little bit of I'd say rolling hills. So uh, like I say, the trail I, I usually train on it's like a 10k trail and. After one loop, I'll get like 500, maybe a little more 500 foot of gain. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I can get a little bit. I have to work for it if I want to actually do it, which I'm about two hours from Arkansas, so I can run in the mountains up there, which you can get some decent, compared to here, a lot decent of, uh, you know, elevation. But as far as that, you got you got to work for it if you're around here to get any kind of elevation. So, Okay. Because I, I do watch Chip and Joanna Gaines, and so that is my <laughs> I base all my all my yeah, yeah. Texas topography on Chip and Joanna Gaines. <laughs> right, that is good. Yeah, yeah. But you have to work for it if you want to get if you especially if you have something coming up that has any kind of decent climbing. You yeah, like I say, you you got I got a point eight four mile loop that I do. I did I did that loop for 15 miles and ended up with like 3,000 foot of gain. So it's a lot of repetitive over and over. Oh God, the mental toughness yeah. that you build doing something like that has got to be pretty pretty crazy. That's a lot of mental yeah. toughness that you're bringing when you're doing the same. You're doing 0.84 miles over and over and over again for 15 miles just to get some decent vert. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it gets a little old, but I guess it, it comes in handy when you need it. So. Yeah, and then you do a race where you know you, you actually maybe do a point to point or or a big loop, and you're like, "This is great! I'm used to seeing the same crap every point eight four miles. I'm getting to see some new stuff every once in a while." Yeah, and say so most of the races I've done are actually all loops, you know, loop trails. Mm-hmm. I've never actually done a point to point yet, so uh, I don't know how that would be. But uh, most of the uh, like trots races, there they have. Depends on the distance. It could be short loops, or they could be longer loops. But uh, which I like that because I have my stuff there. I mean, they have aid stations too, but I can get back to my stuff when I need to without a problem. So that that doesn't really bother me too much. I think there's a benefit for both, right? And I think there's a there's a 
I don't know, a mental thing about you've done the loop now, you know, 10 times and you know pretty much where everything is and you can mentally tell yourself like, okay, just get to that weird looking tree, right? Right. And so you get to that weird looking tree and then it's get to the little pond with the gross water in it. It's like, okay, well, I'll get to the pond with the gross water. There's there's a satisfaction in that. And I think it's a, it's like it's, it's a total like mental shifting of gears where you do like a where you do like a short loop or a long loop as opposed to when the entire race is one big loop or if it's a, or if it's a point to point where you're never going to see the same thing twice there is almost a i it, i guess it's it, it's easier if there's a real shitty section, you can always tell yourself like, I'm never going to see this again. I just got to get through it and I will never see this again. Where if you're dealing with a crappy section on a looped course, you're like, crap, I've got to see this again. It's coming back and you know it's coming back. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only thing about the loop course is. Yeah. You, you, need to, you need to do a point to point just to see the, the difference in the two um, mentally and, and, and preparing for that. But so you did the, the 50K, the 50 miler. Um, did you do the natural progression and go to a, a 100K next? Or what did you decide to do after that? Uh, no, that, that I did the, the 54K, the, the 50 miler. And then I did another 50K. And then December, I did uh, another 50 miler. So for that year and then, 2019, I did uh, I did running rows again, 54k, and then in May I did a 69 miler, and then um, I think I did a couple more 50ks after that, and then that December I did uh, my first 100 miler. So I kind of, I built up to it, I stretched it out a little bit. I just didn't jump into it all in once, you know. Was the 69 miler put on by middle school boys because that's the number that makes them laugh? And I could see that. Be- <laughs> like, right. It was a good one. Uh, it just happened to work out the way the loops were because it was uh, the the fifty two miler I did the first time. It was the same race. It's a uh, Troy it puts it on. It's out kind of west of uh, Fort Worth. Yeah, and uh, it's around uh, Possum Kingdom Lake. And uh, it just happened. The longest distance that year of the first year was the fifty two miler. And, you know, I said, I'm never doing this again. I'm never running farther than this. And he's like, hey, I think next year we're going to do a 69-miler. And I was like, sign me up. I'm good to go. But, uh, yeah, it just worked out the way the loops are, like, just over 17 miles. And it worked out that adding one more loop, it was a 69-miler. So, uh, the you get a buckle for doing it. It's got a possum riding a unicorn, throwing a lightning bolt. It's, it's, it's pretty awesome. So essentially, yes, it was put on by middle school boys. <laughs> essentially, yeah, yeah. That's the good thing about trail running. Then you, you can throw whatever at people, and they love it. So I'm just picturing the race director looking at the entrance list for the 69 miler and going, "There's not a single woman running this. What the heck? This is all guys." <laughs> you know, and actually, actually, I think the first year for the 69 miler, a woman won it. So. Okay, so there you go. I can tell you. Um, yeah, that's there you go. <laughs> my my wife is a middle school math teacher, and um, middle school boys think that it, of all generations. I thought it when I was in middle school and high school, and today's middle school and high schoolers think this too. They think they're the first person to come up with that. Like, there's no way oh, yeah, definitely. that this middle aged teacher is going to know 
when I call <laughs> when I when I put my team name down for the game they're playing as you know Bob Master sixty nine the, the teachers have no idea what it is that I'm talking about and they're always floored when the teachers like uh yeah I know exactly what you're talking about yeah my my wife's a high school teacher and she does the same thing they think they have the coolest things ever she's like I've heard it all. Y'all aren't putting anything over on me, so just get over it. <laughs> All the stories. The story, I'm sure when your wife gets home from work, Tobias, she is like, you are never going to believe what happened to me today. Oh, yeah, because kids, you know, they they do some – well, we did it. We all did it, I guess. I did it when I was in school, so – when I was in school, I've talked. I think I've talked about this before. I made it my goal in freshman year in high school because I went to school back when they had the uh, the TV and the VCR combo on the wall. So if you wanted to watch a video, you could watch it on the TV VCR combo. And I made my goal <laughs> my freshman year to make sure the channel on on all the VCRs on the TV VCR combo the channel was set to sixty nine on every single TV every time. <laughs> That is great. That is great. Yeah, I was. I we probably went to school around the same time then. So uh, all that, and they come out with the big giant laser disc or whatever it was. Yes, it was. It was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I can't say I've ever like drawn penises on desks. My wife told me that she had to deal with that once. And make some kids scrub desks and get little, little penises thrown off the desk. Yeah, I, I didn't do that, but I'm sure they still do that. So, <laughs> all right. Since we're a running podcast, back to running. What hundred miler did you did you do for your first one, Tobias? I did. Uh, it was uh, Brazos Bend 100. Uh, it's uh, down by. It's in Neville. It's close to Houston. It's a. Uh, it's it's a it's a fairly fast flat hundred. Mm-hmm. If you want, like I say, I did. I think the whole hundred miles, I got like. 900 foot a game maybe wow yeah it's, it's fairly flat but uh this last year or i guess 2019 uh it was a ustaf uh certified course mm-hmm. so uh the patrick regan was there that year and he uh he i think he got the uh, trail record that year mm-hmm. yeah for 100 miles yeah yeah he was finished with 100 mile when i was finishing 50 miles so <laughs> Yeah, yeah. My crew, my crew, they, our tent was set up next to his. They said he would come in, and it looked like a NASCAR pit stop. Thirty seconds, boom, boom, boom. He was gone. Wow. So, yeah, but it was a, it was, it was a, it's a fun hundred. I've done yeah. the fifty miler there too. Like I say, if you if you want a nice flat hundred to do, it's 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 excellent. And uh, but like I say, you're going to be using the same muscles over and over on that. that I always, like, I always like to tell myself, Tobias, when there's a big name at a race and they finish way, 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 way ahead of me, I always like to go like, well, yeah, but I have a job. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. That is true. I am not a professional runner. I am not as hey. dedicated to this as you are, sir. <laughs> it would be nice to be able just to run all day. I, I would probably, I'd say I enjoy that, but uh, I mean, working's not too bad, but. It does, it does, you know make life a little more interesting when you have more things to do than just run. The one thing that I've, I've, I've noticed that that David Goggins is, is, is incredibly inspirational. I don't know if you, if you followed any of his stuff. Yeah. yeah I've, I've read the book, everything. Yeah. And I love his videos because all of, all of Dave, David Goggins videos, he's, he's got his shirt off 
and someone's running next to him filming him and it always goes something like this you gonna cry motherfucker there ain't no way you'll cry you're gonna be a bitch about this no you're gonna go fucking run what you're gonna do and it's just it's it's just and if it happens where you're scrolling at work you know like, like you're bored you're bored at work and you're scrolling right. youtube and you're like oh Gawkins is up and then you click it and he's like you gotta get out and run motherfucker and you're like oh god I'm like, <laughs> i gotta take my lunch break and run i'm gonna take my lunch break right now and run. right and you, gotta, you gotta put the volume down because the person in the cubicle next to you is going like, what in the hell are you watching that man has the incredible ability to, to squeeze more curse words into a one minute video and, and make it sound like absolute poetry than any other person uh, on the face of the earth. He's good at getting people motivated. He, he does get people motivated though. I don't know how many people I'm like, man, you've heard of uh, David Goggins. I'm like, of course I have. He's uh he's all about it. hundred percent, 150%. I'd say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I've, I've realized after, uh, you know, watching him that I'll never be as motivated as he is. I'm like, you know, no, what? <laughs> it's like, no, no, I, I like, you know, I'm, I'm a middle to the back of the packer and I'm fine with that. Well, I yeah. mean, I, I go out there and have fun with it. I'm, you know, I'm not going to try to kill myself over it. So, well, I look at it too, Tobias is, you know, we, we earn, we get the most out of our entry fee. You oh know? yeah. I'm going to eat as much food as I possibly can. Yeah. And I'm going to stretch that time limit out. I'm always I'm always amazed because there's a lot of people I think Tobias that are in the same avenue that you and I are, where you know I'm going to eat a lot of the food that you've brought, um, race directors, and I'm going to take my time and, and you know I'm not going to finish right away. And so how do they make any money? Because I really think that I, I try to eat at least my my entry fees worth of food at a course and some of these hundred milers that are like 200 you know 200 250 entry fees you're like i really think i'm probably eating around 200 dollars worth of food yeah see that's when you guys stay like most of our races the, the, the later it gets that's when they start breaking out the good food the hot food so you know you gotta stretch the time out and start getting some of that good hot food yeah do you ever think tobias that there are people in this sport that have never felt the satisfaction of a quesadilla at four in the morning like there's people that have never experienced that. Don't you feel horrible for them? I do, and I tell you, those are probably some of the best quesadillas you'll ever eat in your life at four in the morning. <laughs> it's it's the absolute truth. Poor Pat Reagan, who you talked about going to Brazos Benz, Ben, he's he's never he's never had a quesadilla at four o'clock in the morning. He probably, he probably never eats quesadillas. No, it's probably got to be vegan and, 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 you know, with, with avocados in there. David Goggins is not eating, you know, a quesadilla at 4 o'clock in the morning. That poor man. They're missing out. They sure are. They are missing out, definitely. I can see it, though. I go, now, next time that happens, I'm be like, think, thinking of David Goggins going, put that fucking quesadilla down. The fuck you need a fucking quesadilla, <laughs> motherfucking quesadilla. We ain't got time for quesadillas. No time for quesadillas. It's like he said. Oh, quesadillas. I, did, I, I did do a race in uh, Arkansas not too long ago, and uh, they had PB and J pancakes, and they were awesome. Okay, it was just like like a sandwich, but with a pancake instead of bread. So they took a pancake. It was awesome. Two pancakes with no, pan- just one. Oh, okay. And they put fold- it in there and folded it like a taco. Oh, and it wow. was probably one of the best things I ever had in my life. Oh, wow. What race was this in Arkansas? It was the uh, Athens Big Fork Marathon. It's uh, the, 
they say it's one of the hardest trail marathons in the United States. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's 26 miles with about 8,000 foot of gain. It was uh, it was pretty rough. You run over eight mountains, turn around, and run back over eight mountains. But you think about the the pancake peanut butter and jelly that makes it the whole time because you get it on the way out and then you get it again on the way back and it was it was excellent oh wow trying to think of all the great foods that like foods that have stuck out to me in races um pulled pork have you had brisket at a race ever yes brisket bacon Mm. bacon's always a good one it is good and you don't think it would be and i think that kind of it separates the, the, the trail and ultra runners from the regular runners. It's like you can almost, at a group run, you can just say like, hey, who's up for some bacon? And if people go like, ah, ah, you know, like they're never going to gonna want to go to an ultra race. They're never going to be your ultra buddy at that point. But. Hey, it's, it's just like drinking a beer halfway through a race. People are like, what are you doing? I'm like, it's going to help me and I'm going to have a better race after it. <laughs> So it doesn't bother me one bit. People there look at you crazy. I'm like, uh, it's just the way it goes. Do a shot of Fireball, you know? Uh, no, I'm not. No, I'm not a big Fireball person. But the, at this Big Fork last year, a guy at the turnaround took 13 shots of Fireball, turned around and ran 13 miles back over eight mountains. 13 yeah, he, he was a professional, I guess, at that. So 13 shots of Fireball. Holy cow! That doesn't even like that. That, that sounds like my day is going to be over with at that point. Right? It's like, I'm going to be able to find my way back to my car. They're going to say, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't see how he did it, but man, he finished and they, they say he, he's a champ at doing stuff like that. And I'm like, there's no way. How do no you, way. how do you find out though, Tobias, that you're good at that? Like, how do you one day discover like, Oh shit, I can run and drink shots of fireball at the same time. Like, how do you know? I don't know, because that, that doesn't even sound good to me. Let's go run this road, a trail marathon and see how much we can drink before we finish. And it doesn't sound good to me. No. <laughs> I mean, throw me, throw me a beer or two. I'm good. But, yeah, I, I must stay away from all the shots. What's what's your beer of choice, your running beer of choice, Tobias? Uh, it doesn't matter. As long as it's free. I had, I had, I had one of the best Budweiser I ever had in my life at a race. So, you know, anything, as long as it's cold and it's beer, it's good. You're generally not a Budweiser guy. Take it. I used to be, but not so much anymore. Yeah. But you're like, good Lord. It's free. It's wonderful. It's washing down this quesadilla. Hey, here in Texas, we do have a uh, dill pickle beer and it is awesome. What? There's a dill yes, pickle yes. beer? Yes, I believe it's it's made by Martin House out of uh, Fort Worth. Okay. And uh, it's best made pickles. They they join with them, and it is one of the best beers I've ever had in my life. Especially after a long, hot run, it is awesome. What, is it, what does it really taste like? Does it taste more like pickle juice or more like beer? Uh, pickle juice, but it has that carbonation of a beer. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's actually really good. So, it's like a hard... Pickle juice, pretty much, yeah. Okay, but yeah. You I, at first, I was kind of skeptical, but man, it, it is actually pretty good, really good, especially after a run. Wow. Okay, I, I'm sitting here thinking this pickle beer needs to be a thing. <laughs> it is a thing. It is definitely come to Texas and you can find it. So <laughs> that's that's pretty darn awesome. Yeah, turning this into food chat and and and, and beer chat. <laughs> Um, favorite okay so favorite food then what's your favorite 
ultra food. If you see it in an aid station, uh, you're going to dig into it. I'd say I eat a lot of peanut butter and jelly. So PB and J is probably the go-to. It'd probably be the staple, the easiest thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. Um, mashed potatoes. I like fake mashed potatoes. Fake mashed potato, like the Idaho buds, the ones where they're like um, out of the box. Yes, box. Yeah, I was. I think I li- lived off of those. That at the end of my hundred was uh, mashed potatoes was about the only thing that I could stomach, and they tasted great. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what did um? How was the trail running affected by the by the pandemic in Texas? How did you guys handle it over there? Uh, it it sucked. Is what it did mm-hmm. pretty much. Cause you know, I mean, the, the year started out all right, but then you know, I, I don't think we had any races. That that most of them they just started getting canceled early, and mm-hmm. they just pretty much the whole year went went. You know, everything got canceled, and so last year there was really hardly any races. A lot of virtual races people were doing. You know, yeah. I did one hundred k virtual, which it was all right, but it's just not the same. I, you know, I like being around people the community it's 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 a lot funner but they, they still we started doing we've had a few races so far and with all the precautions and everything it seems to be working out all right you know it was weird and again i don't want to i don't want to downplay this you know and, and, and being 100 percent honest with you i just had a family member pass because of covid um but it did seem like a year ago when they shut everything down and races starting getting canceled. And I mean, it was just all of a sudden we went from zero or from from 100 to nothing right away. And we were, we were all looking around and going like, well, there's like there's like one there's like one case in the state. Right. But we wanted to do our part. We wanted to make sure everybody was safe. And it seems like here we are coming up on the year anniversary of everything being shut down and things are starting to open back up again. And, and it's. You know, there the, now there, the, the cases are, are. There's a whole lot of cases um, in my area, right. and I'm sure there's in your area. And it's like, whoa, wait a minute, did we did we maybe close down a little? I I, I don't know, but it just seems kind of weird. A too fast, yeah. To be, but but I understand. Like, listen, it's a year. It's so weird to think that it was about basically a year ago that we all you know started staying home and watched Tiger King. I mean, it's hard to believe that Tiger King is is a year old. <laughs> year old already. Yeah, when they started doing, and even this year though, some places like like most of uh, trots races are de- they're based out around the Houston area. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's certain counties down there that they've had to find different venues for the races because they they still won't permit them to have a race because you know of so many people and everything. So uh, it just depends on the counties and everything else where they're actually letting them still race and put on races. A lot of precautions, though, with, with safety and everything, which I volunteered this year at the Run the Rose. And mm-hmm. uh, it's a lot of, you know, you normally it's cupless race, but we had to use cups this year and it was it, it's a lot of cups and we aren't used to all that. So it was it was a big change. I think we all had our hopes up. I don't know about you, Tobias, but I was you know, thinking about, you know, March a year ago. And I was like, okay, well, hopefully by 2021, you know, things kind of open back up and races start happening. And I, th- I think a lot of trial and error um, took place. And I think a lot, there's a lot of race directors that had races early and tried some things and were really kind of the pioneers of how do we, how do we run in, in the COVID world that really came up with some really creative solutions to some big problems. But I, I really hope, fingers crossed, that life does return to normal can it return to normal i i, I don't know 
I, I hope it does because I don't know if I want to live like this for who knows how long. We understand. I, I don't think yeah. I could. I completely understand why we're doing it, and I'm not saying like we shouldn't be doing that. We should all be. Out. Oh no, no. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've known some people too that's gotten it, and you know, some of them didn't make it. And I mean, it's a, it's a thing. So I mean, you want to stay safe, right? You want to stay safe, and you want you want to stay smart. And it was so you know you look at again last last summer last last spring, and you know I, I think we all had to. Um, really do a lot of mental gymnastics and, and kind of play six degrees of Kevin Bacon with ourselves to try and figure out who do we knew who do we know that had it, you know. <laughs> and so we'd latch on to like, oh, there's this one person I know on Facebook. Her uncle's sister's brother's cousin's boyfriend's best friend's aunt had it, and that was kind of our our connection to it. But here we are a year later, and it's like. Well, I can tell you, you well, know, most people, yeah, most people know firsthand people that have had it now by now. So, mm-hmm. I mean, my parents, my parents had it and they luckily had a mild case. But yeah, we had a family member just just uh, just this week um, pass away due to covid, which is, is, is heartbreaking in itself. And I mean, to think about, you know, families not even be able to really grieve together because of all that. But all that to say, um, how's it looking now? In 2021, are a lot of the races opening up, but just using those precautions? Yeah, they're they're using precautions. We've done some few races. Like I said, I was supposed to have a 24 hour race Saturday, but it got canceled because of the weather. Right. So, uh, man, other than that, so far they're 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 looking pretty good. I got uh, a couple coming up uh, in Arkansas the next couple months, and then another one uh, the 69 miler again in May this year. So. <laughs> It got canceled last year. We had a big group going to it, but it ended up getting canceled. But, uh, yeah, so uh, hopefully it just – all the precautions they're doing work out, and it just keeps on going. So what was the, that's uh, what I'm hoping for. Yeah, fingers crossed. How, how did the pandemic play with your fitness? Because I know for me it was in shape, out of shape, in uh, shape, out of shape, in it shape, was, out of uh, shape. started out the year good, doing running, doing running. Races started canceling. Races started canceling, and it's just like <laughs> – no, not much of nothing at, at towards the end of the year. So, you you look at my running between I think the end of April till maybe like September, there was like non-existent pretty much. Yeah, I kind of I, it, it was kind of a loss of motivation. You know, it was kind of like well, yeah, oh, I really don't. right. Cause, yeah, because I was supposed to do a hundred miler in October, and uh, it, when that got canceled. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely went downhill after that. So there was two ways to handle that, and I saw some people that really jumped into the virtual races, which I think really was awesome. You know, I, I thought the Yeti twenty uh, four hour challenge was so much fun. Um, I, I did that one. I signed up for that one. Yeah, it was just, I was so cool. I mean, it's kind of a, a different way to to, to run a fifty k. I know there's Goggins four by forty eight. Which a lot of people are yeah, doing. I haven't done that one yet. Twenty four um, hours is long enough for me so far. So well, I, I think you should do it, Tobias, and be the first person who does the Goggins four by forty eight challenge and doesn't post about it on Facebook. That would be uh, your FKT. That would be awesome. <laughs> if it's not on Facebook, it didn't happen. So, so long as it's on Strava. So long That's as it's on it. Strava. <laughs> But that was yeah. There's there was like two reactions to that. It was you know get get all into the virtual stuff, and then there was what I did was pout. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I got all. I was like virtuals. Yeah, I'm signing up. I did one or two, and then I was like, I, I don't like that. So uh, no, 
and it just like i say it just steadily went downhill after that so yep a lot, a lot of beer drinking and uh waiting for races to open back up <laughs> a lot of weight gain too we're like wait a minute these shorts oh, used to yeah, fit definitely <laughs> yeah the races started coming around january i'm like oh man gotta get some more race clothes did you have to buy a pair of fat shorts I just kept some of my old ones. <laughs> well, from, from I had them you... in back, the back of the drawer. Yeah, I lost about a hundred pounds when I started all this. So, holy crap, a hundred pounds! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I say I, I was I was about two eighty, and I got down to about one seventy in about eight months, and just kept on running after that. Holy cow! That's like one of those because a lot of times weight loss, you know, you don't even get, like, you don't even think it's happening because you're just used to seeing yourself every day and you'll see those gradual changes. But when you lose a hundred pounds in eight months, I mean, everybody that you knew was like, holy shit, Tobias, what, what's going on? Yeah, yeah it was, a, it was a big change. Well, cause I, I mean, I was always a big person. You know, I, I, I didn't run when I first started, I was 35 when I started running. And before that I had never run a day in my life. besides like little league baseball or something. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It came off quick and people could tell yeah, my wife started telling me I was kind of started looking sick after a while. She was like, "You need to ease back on it a little bit there." Did you find the right balance between hot and sick? Where she was like, "Ooh, you're looking." Oh good. yeah, yeah, yeah. I finally found that medium. I'm like, "All right, well, I'm gonna drink a little bit more beer now, so I'm good. Just even it out." <laughs> what are your big goals, Tobias, for for 2021? What is the what is the adventure jogger going to be doing in 2021? Uh, hopefully getting in some good races. I got, uh, like I said, I got one coming up next month in Arkansas, which, uh, it's a three day event and I've never run that much in three days. So we'll see how that goes. Oh, uh, it's a stage like race. A, uh, it's the, uh, it's called three days of Silomo. It's up in North Fork, Arkansas, kind of North central Arkansas. Okay. Friday's a 50 K Saturday's a 50 miler and Sunday's a 20 K. So, uh, we'll see how that goes. Maybe I'll die. Maybe I won't. <laughs> It'll be a fun time either way. <laughs> it does actually sound fun. Anything else you're looking forward to doing this uh, this coming year? Uh, uh, just getting in as many races as I can, hopefully, and uh, spending time with my family. We usually go to Colorado, and I mean, I fell in love with the mountains up there. And uh, I haven't done a race up there, but I, I do some running when I go up there, and it's it's great. Good stuff. Good stuff. Tobias Daniel. Also on Instagram, you can find him. He's Adventure Jogger. On Instagram, and if you ever send him a message, uh, <laughs> yeah, just make sure you don't put a underscores or, or the if you want the actual podcast. I'm, I'm waiting for one of your friends to go, like, you know what? I sent you a bunch of messages on Instagram and you didn't even respond. What a jerk. You'd have no idea. They, they probably tagged you in a bunch of them then <laughs> looking for my Instagram. Yeah, I didn't even think about it. You had said it on the old podcast at one time, and I was like, that's funny right there. So I was like, I'm going to change my name to Adventure Jogger because that's what we do. We mm -hmm. just run around and jog and have fun with it. So I think it worked out okay. And then, like I say, when you come out with this, go ahead. Oh, you, you finish up. You're good. I think it's okay. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with sharing this if you're okay with sharing this, Tobias. Hey, I, 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 I'm fine with it. I'll give it back to you if you really want it. No, no, no. No, I like my underscores. I've gotten attached to my underscores, and so I'm not going <laughs> to... You got to keep those. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here I am thinking all these people are tagging me, and I'm like, oh, wow, this podcast is really taking off. And I'm like, no, well, they were just trying to, to tag Tobias and all that. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I didn't ever think about it. it is. uh but I'm glad I did, though, because uh, look where it's got me now. Big time. Big time. Exactly. You've made it, Tobias. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> well, thanks for joining me, man. It was great chatting with you, getting to know you. Yes, sir. And keep it up, man. I love the podcast. Been listening to it for it's got me through a lot of long runs. This is the podcast itself, so it's awesome. Well, thank you, Tobias. I really do appreciate it. And folks, like I said earlier, um, with things starting to settle down here, and uh, you know, we, we can do the the crew episodes in a safer manner. Crew episodes will be happening again really soon. Uh, we'll get over to Jeff Stafford's house before too long and enjoy some white claws with some guests as well. But Tobias Daniel, Adventure Jogger on Instagram. Thank you, man. It's great chatting with you. Yes, sir. Have a good day. Appreciate it, man. Enjoy those miles. Thank you for taking us along with you on all of your miles, the hard ones, the easy ones. We sure as heck appreciate it. We are 100% listener supported. You can make a monthly pledge on our Patreon page. Just search The Adventure Jogger on Patreon or go to theadventurejogger.com. Join the community on Facebook and Instagram by searching The Adventure Jogger. And subscribe to The Adventure Jogger wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. 